reach for the sky, boy. Rolex work. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Doing the Favorite Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Brown. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740, but of course, always follow the show on Twitter and Instagram by searching at Doing the Favor. With me, as always, the sexual intellectual. He's got a bunch of nicknames, huge Giants fan, the Tennessee volunteer himself, the Portsmouth Trojan, Barry Frost. Barry, how you doing, homie? My goodness, he threw the Portsmouth Trojans out there. Mm-hmm. Rep, rep him. Uh, doing good. Doing good. How are you tonight, brother? Uh, doing good. Been busy. Late start for us tonight, but all good. Opening day of base. Been exciting. Uh, my Indians lost, but Bieber did get 12 strikeouts. I think that's going to be the story of their season. I'm not too hopeful in the Indians this year, unfortunately. Yeah, I've watched a couple games. I'm watching the Astros and uh, Athletics right now. Yeah, I'm watching the same thing on ESPN. But, you know, when the Indians refuse to pay people, even though we have the fourth richest owner in Major League Baseball, he treats the team like a business, you know, you're going to have small windows. You're going to get groups that, you know, you, you you have a great front office that builds the minor leagues up, minor league team, all those prospects get to the big league team, but you don't really have the funds to extend them to their big contracts. Hence, Trevor Bauer, was, Trevor Bauer makes more this year than the entire Indians payroll. I've seen that. That's insane. That's so that's and we had two players come off. The, I mean, think about Lindor just got paid, paid what? Twelve years, three seventy four, twenty one million dollars signing bonus. Uh, yeah, I thought it was ten years, three seventy four. Could ten or twelve, whatever it is. Either yeah. way, lots and lots and lots of money, which. That's a long contract for a shortstop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Longevity. And you and you can't be getting hurt. I've never seen. <laughs> A lot of guys who sign those big, long contracts live up to it for the life of the contract. Like, you look at the Tigers and Miguel Cabrera, even though he did hit a home run today, he's only playing first base three days a week. Look at Pujols dragging his fucking carcass around the base paths. I mean, it's, you know. I mean, that's very insulting to one of the all-timers in Albert. Might be the greatest right-handed hitter I've ever seen. But we'll talk about baseball here in a little bit. We're going to talk some football, some mock draft. We're going to give our picks for the – Who's going to make the playoffs in the major leagues? We're not going to make picks beyond that. We'll do that next week. Um, first, Barry, I got a little nugget. I, was, I thought about you the other day. Okay. You know, the major the NBA, they had their trade deadline. And a lot of guys were getting bought out. You know, Drummond went to the Lakers. Uh, Blake Griffin went to the Nets. LaMarcus Aldridge went to the Nets. How do you feel about teams in the NBA building teams to solely beat the greatest player of all time, LeBron James? I think that is absolute horseshit. Whoever posted that article, I think I've seen an article about that. And that is absolutely fucking horrendous. Nobody, LeBron's building teams to be other, other people. He has to. Well, he has been doing it since what? Uh, 2009. Whenever after he the, left. After the, Celtics beat a, after the Celtics beat a team to beat him in Cleveland? No. They didn't yeah. need to beat a team to 
No, they blistered his ass, and then he went and got uh, Dwayne. What Dwayne Wade carried him. So the to, first off, to, just start off. Just start first. Just start. Just start first with the team that was built in Boston. What started all this? Well, I don't know if I was necessarily built. What do you I mean built? Just, they were buddies. It's different. They were buddies. They, so well, the the Heatles weren't buddies. No, they were like Chris Bosh said. Hey, <laughs> I need a ring. Let me go hang out with these dudes. Ray Allen. I don't and think Kevin they're Garnett. buddies. Ray Allen, KG didn't do the same thing. They were buddies, but they were like, "Hey, Paul Pierce is the truth. He fucking eats LeBron's lunch. Let's go hang out with him." So what's so that you brought up LeBron's name with Paul Pierce right there? Well, no, I said LeBron. LeBron got so they weren't beating. By, listen, the Celtics weren't beating the Cavs before those dudes got there. Just so oh, you know. absolutely, they were because they had Antoine Walker. And that they was were, that was a different era. That was the nineties. No, but, that was two thousands. Early 2000s, and LeBron came around 2003. Walker was about the way to shimmy his way out of the league. Shortly, uh, after. I don't know about that now. But the first team that was built was the Celtics. We'll go from there. And they were beating LeBron anyway. LeBron was lucky enough to be in that Eastern Conference at that time, weak, weak Eastern Conference. He drug a YMCA team to the to the finals in 07. But okay, go ahead. Because no one was there. That's what I mean. Booby Miles was there. Gibson, whatever his name was. I just know it was Booby. Booby Miles. That's from the dude from the fucking Friday Night Lights. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. But again, I mean, he's out there with, uh, what's the other dude? The dude that's in rehab right now. Delonte West. Delonte West is out there giving LeBron's mom the strokes. Okay. Okay. LeBron sent this dude to a tailspin he ain't never got out of. We can go I'm back like, on to, we go back on topic, but go ahead. No, I'm just saying I blame LeBron for all that. Uh LeBron's skills are, you know, he's he was unquestioned when Kobe left. And and I don't know if LeBron's ever really been to in my eyes the unquestioned greatest player. Cause there are people there are people, I'm just not, it's not me. Don't roll the eyes and be like, what? Kobe was there. And I, to me, LeBron was not better than Kobe. Uh, and then there were people that say Kevin Durant is better than LeBron. Now, I'd, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think LeBron is better than KD. Now, all around. Now, is LeBron a better score? Absolutely not. I don't know if there's ever been a better score than KD. Kevin Grant doesn't get stopped. He just misses. Right. And so, to me, LeBron had to had to do some. Now, the Nets, they, they just lost James Harden. So, for how long? They don't win the, they don't win the, ch- the chip without James Harden. I don't I know. Now, LeBron doesn't get out of the West without AD being healthy. I agree. So, I that's the that's the money matchup uh, in the finals. The NBA are, have their fucking fingers crossed, praying. But LeBron, no way are these guys going, hey. Let's, I think people are like, right now, ring chasing. Blake Griffin is ring chasing. What did the Warriors do? The Warriors had a team before KD 
that was fucking like they drafted those dudes. Right. I mean, so hey, they didn't nobody in the in fucking the NBA thought Steph Curry was going to be Steph Curry. They took off right when the, the team in Cleveland got together. And um I still think the Cavs would have got them the first time around. They just got crushed by injuries in the playoffs, losing Kevin Love and then Kyrie game 1. That was going to be that I tell you what, that 2015 was going to be a hell, hell of a series. Hell yeah, of a series. I agree. I agree. And then and, and then game, the, dudes, the 2016, I feel like LeBron just mind-fucked them. Yeah. They were up 3-1, and LeBron just got there. He's like, I got I to gotta do shit. This is down 3-1, 73-win team, greatest three-point shooter of all time, one of the most versatile defenders of all time, probably two of the top ten greatest three-point shooters in the history of the game on the same fucking back, in the same backcourt. I agree. You with know, that. so I mean, LeBron had but, to like, look, I gotta, I gotta streetball this shit up. I gotta, <laughs> you know, I gotta fucking, I, if I, if I'm fucking, if I'm going out, I'm going out with fucking. And, and they got Draymond thrown out uh, yeah. for was a game six. Yeah. So that was huge. Huge. Um, but yeah, that like those guys, like that's the one team I'll say, hey, like they drafted those dudes. Well, and then, well, then they, that might it all leads to when the Cavs came back and beat them, they went and got KD. They went and got KD. That yeah, and that that's a home. And that, that was one of the things like every year you could look at the, at the and it probably wasn't the best time in the NBA for if you're not a Cavs or a Warriors fan. But every year you looked at the at the at the, at the you know the standings and everything. Like, all right, it's gonna be Cavs and Warriors. It's gonna be Cavs and Warriors. And I don't so much put it on the Warriors as no. KD going, hey, yes. I want to come play with you. Yes. Because what, you're, you're getting there. Yeah, Bob Myers' Those, job is to put the best possible team on the court at all times. Yeah. And he and if you tell Kevin Durant, no, you can't come play here, you're fucking stupid. Right. But so, still a snake move by KD. It was. I said I said that was a hoe move. Because uh, I'm old. I'm from that the era where you wanted to play the best. You didn't want to fucking play with. Those finals uh, in 17 and 18. That was like such a deflating thing. Like, I know you hold the Bulls in special regard, and this is probably a great conversation to have because I hold them in high regard as well. I do. I'm not one of those people that pick sides between Jordan and LeBron. I, I never understood that. I've, I've gone on and on about that. But you take the best Bulls team, the 72 win team, what, the 96 team, correct? 72, 72 and 10 uh, beat Seattle in six. Yeah. I don't know if that team beating the Warriors because of what we said earlier about Kevin Durant being the best offensive player of all time. I don't think anybody could in history could stop him. Maybe Dennis Rodman getting his head. Maybe That's... Scotty physical with him. A lot of it depends on are you playing by rules in the 90s or are you playing by rules today. That's the thing. And But then, again, it goes both ways. Listen, if you can't touch Jordan, yeah, you're in fucking trouble. Big trouble. And Scottie Pippen is a fucking dog as well. But even then, you know, Jordan. But you're trading twos for threes. Trading twos for threes. That's what I'm getting at. And that's that was that was. You can but shoot the same. You can shoot the same field goal percentage of them and still lose by 15. Right, right. And that, but that's that's the thing, man. Is and it goes with what rules you're playing playing with. Because if the Bulls can touch you and get physical, Clay Thompson. Steph Curry is not jitterbugging around like he does today. Right. No way. Clay Thompson. And, Clay Thompson would probably be the most the player that would translate 
his game would translate the best to the 90s and Draymond to the 90s set of rules. But, but even but, then, I still think KD gets off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Clay Thompson is not the most durable, as you as we've seen. He's injury prone. Well, that's only been the past couple of years, and those have been pretty freak injuries. Right. And that, but again, it's not like he's out. It's not like he's out with a back or he's out with a muscle or he's out with a hamstring. Right. I mean, this is, these have been like, you know, what, uh, Achilles and A. Yeah. He tore, yeah, his ACL. So that's, that's two brutal injuries that are just, yeah. You know, maybe at this point in his career, maybe his body's just had it. That happens. Yeah. And, but again, you have him. What he scored thirty eight and a quarter, some crazy shit like that. Yeah, I mean, that's guys insane. Going, I think people forget too, and this is like, I always say that LeBron kind of needed that year, that first year in LA where they weren't very good, and he just kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm, you know, you know, I'm gonna sit out ten games, because those dude, he went to the finals, how many straight? It was eight straight years deep in the finals, plus an Olympics yeah. run in there. Like that's a, I and mean, I think that's what's happened to Clay Thompson's body. Is that's a lot of basketball to be playing, man. A lot. And that's why, I, I mean, I think LeBron, one of his biggest legacies will be the durability. But even then, the most durable player in the history of the game. I still think that he got recharged by that 2019 season, the first year before AD got there. Yeah, and and it was a reality check for him, too, that yeah, he, ne- he needed somebody else. Well, it's just, the, that's the way the league is now. And that's, that's the way these teams are built. Yeah, the West was the an top animal. heavy league, man. And the West is still, I mean, fuck, man, you look out West, you got Dame Lillard, you got Kawhi, all those dudes that were, you know, which those dudes have been in the West. But then KD's like, oh, let me go to the East. Mm-hmm. Kyrie, let me go to the East. James Harden says, let me go to the East. And, and you know, nothing, nothing, so but. Yeah, they're not going to get fucked with. They they're literally, if they go five games in a series, I'll be shocked getting to the finals. Get if they go five games in a series, I'll be think Milwaukee absolutely. Give, you don't think Milwaukee give them any trouble? Milwaukee's a is a beautiful team in the regular season. Oh. When that when they get to the postseason, it is a fucking disaster. And these cats out here ride with them. They 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 love Giannis. Well. I feel like that's very comparable to LeBron's first run in Cleveland. Yeah. It's very comparable. Like, great regular season teams, but just do not have enough firepower to go to make that big run. You know, they might get you to the conference finals. Gian- Giannis needs somebody else. That's He needs, he needs someone else because everybody else is loaded up. I've always and thought he's that. out there with himself. His best fit for a team – would be one where he's not the primary offensive option. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. If he could play off the ball and just he he could be one of the greatest. He's like monster Scottie Pippen. Yeah. I mean, maybe not quite the handle, and maybe not quite the the shot, but as far as like all around game, it can do anything. Scottie filled in holes. Yep. That was one of his greatest assets. You know, the the Bulls first. The Bulls' first championship run against the Lakers. I like a lot of people forget that Jordan was getting ate up by the Magic, and that series the first didn't really game. that that series didn't really turn until they put Scotty on Magic. And that was kind of Scotty's coming out party. 
Right. And that was when you saw, and the Bulls, God bless them, they drafted those players too. Gary Cross did a great, 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 great job. Two of the top five players in the league on the same team. You know what I mean? Right. A lot of people forget that. That well, wasn't, but see, it's not like, but it's not like Scotty was on another team. It's like that, that they were just built well. Right. You know what I mean? The only and player they probably added was Rodman. That was in, yeah, that was in 96. Yeah. And that was after Horace left. So the Bulls were built way better than everybody else in the 90s. I still would have loved to have seen, I know we're kind of jumping around here on the basketball. I still would love to have seen the Bulls when Jordan was retired against those Houston teams. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen it because I thought that was the one team. And I guess the Bulls talked about that during the regular season because, you know, you play them twice. Yeah. They never handled a king well at all. They didn't have anybody that could handle a king. And he was a problem, problem, problem. So, and then, and also another thing, too, is Jordan did not like playing against Vernon Maxwell. (laughs) No. Mad Max. (laughs) Because Maxwell tried to fight him the entire game. Right. And that, was, but you needed that. Like, to get to them, you had to have somebody that was like, I will just fight yeah. him and get him thrown out of the game. Yeah, because Jordan, <laughs> would hit, Jordan would hit, you know, three jumpers in a row. And all you younger guys, man, if you guys never heard of Vernon Maxwell, my goodness, get on YouTube. He would get mad and want to fight. Like, he yep. would take it personal. <laughs> like, he, you know what I mean? Like, Mad Max, that's, that's a legit... Uh, you know, that's what it was, man. He was the first guy to fight a fan that I heard of. Like, it's... I mean, he was he was I a mean, wild that, soul, dude. When you think of those, and Robert Robert Ory, Big Shot Bob, yeah. was a youngster then. Yeah. He was... That was his... The original Scottie Pippen comparison. Third? Third or fourth year in the league when they won? 94? So he was been a rookie. His, he was a rookie. He, he was a rookie. He maybe, maybe second year in the league. Sam Cassell was a rookie. Well, that's why. Yeah, but I was saying I thought Ori came in with Shat in that '92 class. I know he was out of Alabama. I'm not sure yeah. what year. I know he was a really, really young player, but yeah, I, he was his second. He was a young years. guy that played on the block. He didn't quite have a three. <laughs> he was a, he was he could shoot it, but he, he was, was still trying he to was find the Lakers, where he would come off the bench and literally just camp out behind the three point line. He was yeah. a lot more versatile player, handling the ball, rebounding. He was a good, good player for them. Yeah, so and, yeah, those, I mean, and those teams, I mean, you had Kenny Smith, uh, you know, Vernon Maxwell, uh, Mario Ellie, they brought Mario in Clyde, Ellie is a Otis three. Thor, uh, yeah, Akeem, obviously, uh, they had a white guy. <laughs> There's like the t- token 90s white guard, I can't remember what his name was. Rudy Tom Jonvis was a hell of a coach. Mario Ellie was a great player for them too. I always thought he, very that was their three point guy. Yeah, and that was they were like uh, Orlando at that time because Orlando had three Den- D. They had Dennis Scott. He had Penny. Nick he Anderson. Had Shaq, a dominant the dominant center. You had Nick Anderson. So a lot was, of those teams in the East were built like that, and somehow they, those Bulls would navigate through that, but then. The West, top five players in the game, and Phil Jackson. Yeah, well, but to me at that time, Shaq was still young, trying to find his self, and Akeem was a seasoned fucking veteran who had moves upon moves upon moves, and Bill Cartwright was not fucking with – he couldn't fuck with Akeem no. at all. No. Like, 
and Scott Williams and Will those guys couldn't handle. Stacy uh, King was Stacy King wasn't stopping fucking Cliff Levingston. Those dudes were not stopping um, uh, King, and that's and that was the Bulls' big weakness. You know, was always the center position. As, but I thought Cartwright could hit that 15 foot jumper and bring you out. And at that time, that was, you know, that was a good thing because that opened up the lanes for Jordan and Pippen to, to get you, you know, to fucking drive. But yeah, I think that would have been fucking awesome. I have a whole stack of the original recordings though, of the bulls playoff runs. And it's cost me a lot of fucking money, but I <laughs> love watching them. Love watching those games. So, we're off the rails to the NBA. We're going to move on a little bit to NFL here. Not going to be a super long show tonight, but we say that and then shit happens. We'll see. All right, we'll be here fucking until midnight talking this shit. But it's it's 10, well, it's 1041 Eastern time right now. My yeah. time. I'm a tired boy, but I'm going to fight through it. Uh, the Dolphins and 49ers made a trade. This is pretty shocking to me. Uh, they flipped number one picks, so Miami moves to, I believe, 12. Yeah, they moved to 12, and the San Francisco moves to three. San Francisco also sends two ones and, I believe, a three to Miami. Uh, and the word on the street is the 49ers moved up to three to take Mac Wilson or Mac Jones. I tried to merge Zach Wilson and Mac Jones there. Mac Jones out of Alabama. Uh, I have a lot of opinions on this. I know I'm probably a biased Ohio State fan here. Barry, I can't think in my in any kind of mind in any kind of anything that Mac Jones is better than Justin Fields. I just I don't see it. I I don't either. And as I've been saying it, Justin Fields to me, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to do anything. I've, I've I've said it. I'm going out on the fucking limb, mark it down. Trevor Lawrence is is a bust in the NFL. I think that's a huge mistake. A GM will lose his job over that pick. Trevor Meyer could lose his job over that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, I I think. Uh, Justin Fields is the most NFL ready quarterback in the draft. He's played the better competition. Um, other than I, I mean, Mac Jones has played competition, but Mac Jones is sitting there with Waddle and Devon. I mean, fucking, and I'm not sorry, touched. I'm sorry, but I, I could make some of those throws this dude's making to these to those dudes. I mean, they're fucking Frankenstein. I mean, they're 6'6 six, six and 6'4 six, and whatever, and their fucking arm spans, you know, makes them nine nine feet long and just insane. Yeah. So, get, you know, we'll see what he does. I don't think he he's another one that just I don't think is that good, is going to be that good. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, for their sake, uh, there's talks that the Giants – are going to trade with the Patriots and the Patriots go get Justin Fields at 11. I was just reading it right here. I mean, I'm looking at a mock draft right now that has the Jags taking Lawrence, Jets taking Zach Wilson, the 49ers taking Mac Jones, and this is a mock trade. 
but Fields going to the Broncos at four, which would mean the Falcons would be trading out of four. Uh, I just, I mean, there's no way for me to sound unbiased here. I watched every snap Justin Fields took in college. I don't see it. And then I saw a tweet where somebody was saying there's possible character issues with Justin Fields. Mac Jones has two DUIs. I literally didn't know that until I saw the tweet. If Justin Fields had two, I've never, listen, I live 10 minutes from the fucking campus. I'm not saying I know the kid personally, but I hear a lot. You know what I mean? There's kids down on campus. I mean, some of it's true. Obviously, some of it's probably not true. But a lot of the times when I hear stuff about a player, then that player gets to the league and things come out, I kind of heard it before. That's happened a few times. All I've ever heard about Justin Fields is great things. His teammates love him. He's very coachable. He's a extremely hard worker. If anything, Ohio State probably would have liked him to be more of a vocal leader. I used to hear that. But that's – the dude was going out there and dominate. I mean, the pandemic season was weird, and I feel like people really held the, um, the Big Ten championship game against him. I don't feel like the Natty was on him at all. I feel like Alabama was just – they weren't losing. No – Listen, you're it's two big high high profile teams, but Alabama is playing with twenty five NFL players yeah, and Ohio State's playing with seven. You know, I mean to me. I mean in the first or second round. I mean Alabama is fucking stacked. I mean they're they're talking three of their players, maybe four, going in the top ten. That's insane. Yeah, and, and what college team can compete with that? But you know what I mean? Justin Fields' 2019 season was nothing short of fucking magical. And he's fuck, he was fucked up. He had hurt ribs and all that, and still bald. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not listening. If you listen to these shows, you know I fucking, uh, my stance on the high state. And I'm sitting here telling you, this fucking kid can play ball. He yeah. can come play on my team he's any a gamer, fucking man. day. Yeah. I've seen him get day. hurt come back in and play well. I saw he showed out in the mission game. He responds well to coaching. I think Ryan Day is – I think Ohio State's moving to new ground as far as developing quarterbacks with the way Ryan Day approaches coaching. I think there's a little more of an – excuse me, a little more of an emphasis on that. And I think Justin Fields is going to be the first of like a long line of high State quarterbacks that could be really great in the league. I don't – I won't I look go at, that I look far. At, I look at Mac Jones. I look at Justin Fields side by side. To me, it's not close. Not, Sorry, and, and, I mean, our boy Soda probably has a different opinion. I, <laughs> no, but, and that's and that's cool. Right. He's 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 probably watched every snap Mac Jones has taken. Correct. So of course he's got you know he's going to do that. Um, like you've watched, I haven't seen every snap they've taken or whatever. I don't have a dog in that fight, but from what I've seen, that. Justin Fields is just fucking uh, NFL ready, right? To me, to me, uh, and like I said, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is. I, I just, I think they'll try to T-bow him. Maybe I don't know. That shit doesn't work in the NFL. Uh, Taysom Hill. That's who Trevor Lawrence reminds me of. Is Taysom Hill? <laughs> I'm just saying that. I'm just, I'm putting it out there. And Taysom Hill's getting a little money, so fuck it. But the Justin Fields, Mac Jones thing, yeah, man, I, 
I think we will be in for a big fucking shock when this goes down and these dudes get on the field and we get to watch them play and see who produces and people go, oh, fuck, we we might have fucked up. So I'm looking at the first this mock draft right here, which obviously mock drafts are obviously way off all the time. Yeah. And I, I gave you the first four. At five, they got the Bengals taking Jamar Chase. They need to protect Joe Burrow. Penny Sewell might be the move there for them. Uh, six has the Dolphins taking Kyle Pitts. They traded back up with the Eagles. So the Eagles are now picking 12. Jalen Waddle going seven to the Lions. Trey Lance going eight to the Panthers. Then Penny Sewell going nine to the Falcons in this mock trade they have right here. I always think those are wild. Patrick Sertain, the second. Cornerback out Alabama going to the Cowboys at 10. That probably makes sense for them. Then has you guys taken Rashawn Slater at 11. So the one the Passing Mac- on Devontae Smith, and Devontae Smith would go to Philadelphia. If Philadelphia's history tells me anything, they don't draft good wide receivers, so I don't see that happening. The uh, This draft I'm looking at, Todd McShay's draft, um, was done at 6.15 this morning, central time. Uh, he's got Lawrence going to the Jags, Zach Wilson going to the Jets, Mac Jones going to San Francisco, Kyle Pitts going to Atlanta, Jamar Chase at five, uh, the Dolphins taking Devontae Smith at six. Uh, it says the Panthers slide up one spot to secure their quarterback. They take Trey Lance at seven. Uh, Detroit takes Waddle. At eight, Patrick Sertan goes to the Broncos at nine. J.C. Horn goes to Dallas at 10. And it says the Giants trade out uh, with the Patriots, and the Patriots go get the final big five QB and take Justin Fields at 11. And they they got the Eagles taking Micah Parsons. I didn't think there'd be any way that Justin Fields wouldn't be the number two overall pick. That's but that's that's me. My ultimate fear, big fear, is that somehow, and I would hate this, the Fields ends up in Pittsburgh. Mm. That's that, there. I don't know if that if Pittsburgh does that number. But I would like the Browns. This has the Browns taking Jamin Chase, linebacker out of Kentucky. I would love. Depends on if they sign Jadavion Clowney or not. Quitty Pay out of Michigan. I think it makes a lot of sense there for the Browns. Uh, Jason Owa out of Penn State also makes a lot of sense, I believe. But, yeah, this this one has Gregory uh, Roussel for defensive end from Miami going to the Browns. And Najee Harris, the running back from Bama, going to the Steelers. Don't want that problem. Right. <laughs> Do not want that problem. I don't want Pittsburgh. I don't. I don't love Jamar Chase going to, to the LSU, Bengals. For, to the Bengals. I mean, I don't know. I, if I'm a Bengals fan, which I'm not, obviously, you got to protect Joe Burrow. You struck out on all those offense, all those free agents. You're gonna have to draft really, really well to keep and, this man alive. Yeah, and he took a beating. This year, and he and he performed and he performed. I mean, Joe Burrow proved he was he was the real deal. Like I was, I didn't think Burrow would be what he is, uh, but he he played out. I mean, I was impressed with what he did. With I didn't what he see had it at Ohio State. With. 
I didn't see I didn't see Heisman when he was at Ohio State. Now I, I'm one of those guys that goes to the spring games. I might hit up an open practice here and there. You know what I mean? Like, because it, it's literally ten minutes from my fucking house. You know what I mean? Why why do I not fucking do it? Even when after JT Barrett left, it was an easy decision. Well, bro was actually hurt. But I think if there was a competition, I feel like that competition was going to go to Dwayne Haskins. Which is fucking insane to say now. Insane to say now. Absolutely. But obviously, you look at Joe Burrow's first year at LSU. At the time, you would still be thinking the same thing. Yeah. You know, so. But we'll see. We're going to talk a lot more NFL draft as we get closer. Obviously, the. It's coming, yeah. It's, yeah, NFL hot stuff is going to heat two, up. Three weeks. Great. We are in the Major League Baseball season, which is fantastic. We're watching the A's and the Astros right now live as we record. We're going to pick division winners and wild cards out of each league. Mm. That's all we're going to do. The next week we'll go, you know, we'll we'll pick our uh, who's going to come out of the American League, who's going to come out of the National League, and we'll pick our World Series next week. Does that sound good to you? I'm game for that. We're going to do the American League first. We have the AL East. I am going to go ahead. Oh, man, this is tough. I like the race still. That, you know, I – and the thing is, is I like Toronto's pitching. I like Toronto's uh, pitching. I like the Yankees hitting, obviously. But that's what I was going to say. I, I got to take the Yankees, man, to to get out of there to win the East. The AL Central. I got the White Sox. Oh, I think this is a year they have. I think they have the pitching. They got the young. I, they got the offense. I think they're the best all-around team. No offense to Minnesota in the AL Central. So I like the White Sox coming out of the Central. I, uh, you know what? I'm gonna take Kansas City. I'm gonna take the Royals. Okay. In the West, I like the Astros. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, Astros. Now we got to pick two wild cards. You go ahead and pick your your fir- pick your first wild card. Okay. Uh, I I'll take Tampa Bay as my uh, wild card. Okay, I'll take the Yankees. <laughs> Easy. And my yeah. My second. Hmm. Minnesota. I like wins. Oakland. I feel like Oakland always finds a way. Minnesota's in that conversation now. I feel like they're going to be in that discussion. If, the, if they're healthy. Uh, the NL East. I like the Braves. Yeah, Braves. I mean, I think they're I, – I think Acuna's one of the best players, top five players in the league. Uh, NL Central. I like the Cardinals. The addition of Arenado is huge to me. And Goldschmidt fucking tonight played very they, good. I mean, they pissed, they pissed pound with the Reds, but – I like six. I like the Cardinals a lot. Yeah, is this Yadier's last year? Did he say it was his last year? I don't know. If he did, I may have missed it. I I'm gonna go with you on that. I think St. Louis can get it done. The NL West. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna stick with the Dodgers. You know, I'm gonna go with Padres. You're gonna catch flack. I we're we're gonna have Ray on. I gotta have something to argue about. <laughs> uh, pick your first wild card. The Dodgers. 
Dodgers. <laughs> okay, my first wild card is the Padres. And my second. I think I'm you have gonna, two. You got two hundred win baseball teams in the West. You do. Um, and this is going to surprise. This might surprise some people here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with the Milwaukee Brewers. That doesn't surprise me because I was gonna do the same thing. Okay. I, I okay. like them. I think they have. I like the back end. I like Hater, their closer. Obviously, Yelly's a great player. It's just a matter of if they can get enough pitching. Yeah. You know, um, don't sleep on the Phillies. I feel like that, you know, I think Aaron Nola is a great, great pitcher and he could win a Cy Young at some point in his career. Bryce Harper, we know what he can do. Reese Hoskins, we know what he can do. It's just where else can they get? JT Real Muto is one of the best catchers in the league. I think that if they can find offense and they can find pitching past the first two or three starters, I believe they got a chance. I and uh, do you just to add on to this? Do you have any? Uh, who's your who's your teams that are flying under the radar that could could possibly make a run? Your possibles. Okay, I'll pick one from each league. Um. In the American League, got to pick one. Possibles. I like the Blue Jays a lot. I do too. I, you know, with Vladdy, Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio, I feel like they have a young nucleus. It's just a matter of if they can get some pitching. Uh, but I like, I, I like the Blue Jays a lot. I like the way they're built. Three, I mean, three, you know, th- what, three legacies, three legacy players on their team. What we call them wrestling. Right. And they got who's a Strowman? Strowman. He doesn't. He's, he's in. He's in the uh, National League now. Oh, he's got rid of him. How dare uh, him? And in the National League, a team that could fly under the radar but be good. I don't know if this is necessarily under the radar because they won the World Series a couple years ago. I don't feel like a lot of people give the Nationals enough love. Okay. I think they have. The, be careful when I say I think they have the best hit. Oh, fuck it. I'm just saying they have the best hitter in the league on their team. And Juan Soto. Who will win an MVP at some point in his career. He's fucking fantastic. Um, the Rockies are, I always kind of want to fuck with the Rockies. But again, they're in that West with the fucking Dodgers and Padres. That's be a lot of ass beatings those two teams are going to be handing out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got play that team. Those two teams, fucking, you know, 30, 36, 35, 40 times a year. That's it's a lot of games against really good baseball teams. Well, I, I'm with you on Toronto in okay. the in the American League, National League. I'm, you know, I'm going with your boys. Your homie just got a big deal. The New York Mets. Uh, Pete Alonzo uh, is a is an animal. Francisco Lindor coming in there. Michael fucking Cooper, hit. Ball, balling. Jerry McNeil. Uh, Jerry McNeil's a batting title waiting to happen. You you have Stroman over there. That's yeah. where my my dude Grom. Grom's a fucking dog. Yeah. Uh, those dudes could cause problems. And if it's a low like. DeGrom and Stroman can get you wins. And if it's close, I'll take DeGrom. I'll put DeGrom out on the mount. 
and and say, please, Pete Alonzo or Lindor, get me, win me a game. This is why you're here. Win me a game. Lindor brings winning culture. So if, if the Mets come up out of one of those divisions, I'm not going to be shocked. I've always said that, like, I want to see, like, the win-loss, the winning percentage of Lindor after he got to Cleveland as opposed to maybe the year before he got to Cleveland. Because there was, I mean, it was like a, a flip, a, a switch was flipped. It was nuts how drastic the change was. So he can be that kind of player, man. And we'll see if he lives up to the contract. You never know if these guys are ever going to live up to the contract. Playing in New York is a different beast than playing in Cleveland. Well, and but you got Pete Alonzo who's there. And and he, I think him and Alonzo are going to fucking do well together. I mean, I just I think Alonzo's so laid back that just I think that's going to be a fucking beautiful thing between those two. And they're young, young fucking studs. Yeah, I don't know what the Mets are going to do with their lineup. So I'm very I was very curious about that, what they were going to do. Yeah. Um Yeah, I see Lindor. They have a projected lineup here. They have Nemo leading off, Lindor hitting second, Conforto hitting third, P. Alonzo hitting fourth, and Dominic Smith, don't sleep on him, right. hitting fifth. I might want to lead off Lindor and hit McNeil second if I was them. That's me. And that could, you know, and that could change too. They yeah. mean so, somebody. But I, I mean, like I said, I'm not as as big of a baseball guy as as you are. And, but like I said, I watch the fuck, you know, I watch fucking sports. I'm watch, so I know the players. I know. I got a feeling you're going to get more into it this year <laughs> just because of the nature of this podcast. And, right. You, like, I would compare it in the way that, like, the way you've influenced me as far as, like, 80s wrestling. <laughs> like, I'm to the point where, like, I'm not saying you're going to become obsessed with baseball. Like, I kind of am with that era of wrestling. But I do think that, like, you love numbers. You love competitiveness, and the fact that they have a game every fucking day is refreshing. Yeah, it's it, so it's you know that's what I, I love about baseball, man. And like you said, I'm a, I'm an Acuna fan. I love Tati. I love all these younger guys. Yes, because when I was growing up, like if Griffey Jr. was on TV, I was watching the Mariners. I was staying up late to watch the fucking Mariners play. I you and, know I, and he was the first guy that was the real sh- first real showman. I don't mean to cut you off. That no, was the first good. real showman that today is a big part of the part of the game. You know, it was taught to us, and you know, in the eighties and nineties that you know, you hit a home run, you put your head down, you run the bases. Yeah. You know, and I remember I hit a home run one time, and I literally I gave it a little Sammy Sosa hop, and you I got mean, got your ass in trouble. I got my I got yanked right out. I knew when I rounded second and saw my coach <laughs> at third. With his arms folded, glaring at me. I knew right then that shit was shut down. You know what I mean? So the fact that these players are allowed to be excited, I don't look at it as like showing up a pitcher. Like, not to be a dick, but you don't want me to do that, get me out. You know what I mean? Well, and his thing was, and it every time he hit one, he he knew because it was the same. When you hit swing one, you know. Every time, yeah. When you hit one, you, 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 when it leaves your bat, the second it leaves your bat, you know. Right. You know, right and, he, away. and he's got the, the best swing. Feeling. Yeah, he's got the fucking swing. But like, you go to those home run derbies, and he's fucking got the hat back, and he's fucking. Yeah. You know, let me tell he you. He had something. his shoe. He had the shoe. It's 
don't, I don't know if you've ever turned around a 90 mile an hour fastball and hit it 400 feet. I'd I've done it out. in my I'd younger days. Out. It's fine. <laughs> it's the second best feeling in the world. It doesn't, I mean, I don't know how some of y'all are fucking. It doesn't top sex, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the second best feeling in the world. It's, there's, I mean, it's, if I could buy that and bottle it, I would be an addict to it. It's, I mean, I didn't hit a lot of bombs, obviously, and I played in some men's leagues and stuff, but when you, like when you said Griffey knew, I knew instantly, right? When you know, you know. And it's right. really hard to contain that excitement. It's really hard to look at the picture and smile. You know what I mean? Like, so that's what I love about today's today's league. Michael Brantley just doubled off the wall. Michael Brantley just does Michael Brantley things all the time. Was that over? Was that over? I mean, we got to look at the replay here. Did that hit the Fanatics sign? No, it didn't. No, nah, it, it was lower. But, all right, Barry, that's all I got today. Axel needs to go outside. He needs some medicine. My dog is on 600 milligrams of gabapentin three times a day, so he is a fucking zombie. Right, but he's he's fucking better. That's he's what relaxed. matters. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's a a good show. Fucking, uh, we talked about a lot of shit. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. I I did. You can follow me on Twitter at bfrost28. Eric, drop the credentials, sir. Go to doingthefavor.com. Links to all our past podcasts, links to merch. Marketing director got all the merch back up. So thank you so much for that, Rachel. Uh, sub, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast. We really appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at Doing the Favor. Follow us on Instagram at Doing the Favor. Follow us on TikTok at Doing the Favor. Thank you guys all so much that listen, support the show. We love doing this. This is a uh, labor of love for us. And this is, thank you guys all so much that make it possible without if people don't listen it's not really possible we'd probably do it anyway but in fact people listen enjoy it just makes it that much better and yeah i had a great time barry thank you absolutely brother with that good night and god bless yeah. Peace. it goes one two Three into the foe. Erica Barrier up with ETF and that's for show. If you don't come correct, you get your ass full. So take a minute and chill until the next episode. Doing the favor, always bringing the heat. That's why Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets. My dude Eric holding down for the streets. Them Ohio players got the ears to the beat. Gotta say that we appreciate the time Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind. Just a few more days until we're back live. Will be your lifeline I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor Let it marinate in something to savor We ball so hard, this is a layoff Until the next time, doing the favor Yeah Doing the favor Doing the favor uh, Doing the favor Until next time, doing the favor.